Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Hey dolls, get ready to be fired up in faith today. I'm talking like you're going to think you're at church on Sunday, your hands are going to be flying around. I love this conversation with my guest and my new friend. You are just going to be loving life right now. If you are struggling with anything, you just need to feel God's presence get ready. That's all I have to say. And by the way, have you heard about my Lean in 30 Day Challenge coming up in March? If not, make sure you are paying attention to my newsletters that go out weekly, checking my website because I want to work with you and challenge you for 30 days to get stronger. Let's do it. Let's work together Go on my site, kellytyan.com, for more info. It's called Lean In 30, or just message me for details. Let's get going on today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to an episode of Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyan, and I'm just so grateful that you have joined me today. So get ready and buckle up for a faith-fueled conversation with my guest today, who I can't wait to talk to. She's an inspiration. You're going to love her. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Her name is Tawana Burks. She is the author in, of the book, Daughter, the first book in the Created to Belong series, inspired by her life as an adopted child and her biological mother's life as an ex-drug addict. Tawana is originally from Detroit, Michigan, but moved to Washington, D.C., where she received her bachelor's degree in administration of justice from Howard University. While in D.C., she co-founded an organization called Culture New Norm, where hundreds of millennials throughout the DMV area and eventually Detroit was impacted through Christ-centered events. She is a deliverance minister in a minister of the gospel of Jesus. Amen to that. She <laughs> creates spaces for people to grow in healthy relationship with God and one another. She is passionate about her relationship with Jesus, serving the millennial generation, and also having a good time. I am so excited to talk to you, Tawana. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. I'm super excited to, to just dive into Addicted to the Climb. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Well, before we dive in and then before we jump into your story, I always start with a few fun questions. So okay. just a little fast questions. So do you, are you coffee or tea? Coffee. I'm, I'm drinking coffee right now. <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> I love it. I will be having my next one after this. So I'm Your a coffee. Next- yeah. I usually <laughs> only drink. I only really drink a half a cup in the morning and pretty much a half a cup in the afternoon. And okay, that's, okay. but I love it. I live for it. You would think I'm like this big coffee fanatic. That's all I drink, but I do enjoy my coffee. <laughs> um, what is your favorite Bible verse? Oh, uh, Proverbs 3, 5, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Um, that is my life, my life verse right there versus because I believe it's like five and six, but yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love it too. That's a good one. That is a good one. What about your favorite food? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm obsessed with salmon but I love Mexican food. So I'm a spice girl, love spicy flavored food. So I would have to go with like more Mexican type. That's funny because I'm opposite of spice, but I am going to Mexican dinner tonight. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) And is that funny? My friends, yeah, we're going to a little dinner with um, another couple and they're like, what do you guys want? And I said, I don't know. I haven't had Mexican in a while. So there we go. <laughs> I'll be thinking of you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. So do you have a favorite book that you're reading right now? Oh, I, you know what is funny because I usually have quite a few books in front of me at one time. Um, and so Woman Code, I'm actually uh, um, right now uh, kind of uh, reading a book, Woman Code. It was recommended to me by a good friend of mine. Um, I have a book called uh, Prayers That Route Demons, uh, hence the deliverance. I just, I like to read that. So I've actually just been kind of going through um, through that again. Um, and Battlefield, Battlefield of the Mind, I think is just like the Joyce. book. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just read over and over and over and over again all throughout the year. So um, I would say those three are probably books that are kind of um, in rotation right now. Wow, those are good. I want to hear about the second one. You'll have to um, send me, send send okay, it to me. I, will. I, I love will. that. I love the name of it. And all right, so but let's jump in. So I want my listeners to get to know you, who you are, where you came from, and how you got to where you are today. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your your journey in life? Yeah. So. Um, one, I am an, I'm adopted. Um, I've been, I was adopted around the age of nine or 10. Um, both of my, uh, hence the book, I know that you, you read the bio from my book, my uh, biological, there you go. <laughs> I'm showing her that I have her book right in my hand. So it's so proud of you. So excited. Thank you. Um, so my, both my biological mother and my biological father were drug addicts, crack, heroin. Um, and so they lost us to the system around not when I was around nine years old. Um, and then we were put into the foster care system and eventually was adopted. And so I just had to grow up really fast. Um, I was adopted into um, a family I, I absolutely love, you know, it's my mom, my brothers and my sisters. I love them so much, but it was definitely some challenges, you know, just growing up and coming up um, in the household. And yeah, it was, I got introduced. I was always, I always had a bend uh, towards spirituality, I would say. I had a bend. My father was Muslim. uh, And, you know, I remember him having me pray when I was like as young as four, you know, four, three, four years old, I was, you know, praying with my dad. And 
I think I was around 12 when my mom sent us to a Christian camp. Um, and it was just, it was like on the block, it was something that you were, that you would just send your kids to, to, you know, kind of get rid of them for a week. <laughs> and friend, friends and I would just go to this camp and I actually encountered the Lord there at around 12 years old. And um, I came back and, and I, we would go maybe a couple times a year and came back from this camp. And I was really just like, Hey, I want to actually, I want a Bible. You know, I had my mom, she took me to the store when I got a Bible. And from there, I, I say I started my infatuation stage with the Lord. Um, and that's just me kind of being enamored, but not really ready to like stop. The, you know, I still was in the world. It was still, I was the only one kind of in my household that was, that I would say had a closet relationship with the Lord. And so it was too scary for me to fully live for him because I was still in survivor mode. Um, but I became enamored with him uh, around the age of 12 uh, and started to really kind of like get to know him from my bedroom. And around the age of 19, um, I decided that I was going to try to be a stripper. <laughs> and it was, you know, my look at your face. <laughs> what? This just took me. I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> If you all could see us right now, literally, I was, I was taking notes and she said that I never expected you to say that. Okay. Okay. So that's a, that's one of my, that's a, like a, a sneaker in type of, of my testimony, but wow. yeah, so like we got talked into that. I was around nine years old when, and I was always a leader. Um, even coming up, I was, um, I kind of lived two, two multiple different lives. Like I was and when I was out in school, I was popular, popular to want to outgoing, had many issues at home, um, loved the Lord in secret, you know, started to be infatuated with him in secret. And around the age of 19, I was just having so many different issues. Like I had graduated from college at that point. Um, I was not getting along with my adopted mom. Uh, she was supposed to, I was supposed to go to college. That didn't happen because of some relational issues that her and I had. So I had to go somewhere local. Um, and it just, it, it, yeah, I, I don't know. I always wonder like if I, if it was a depression that I was in or what it was, but it was definitely of an identity crisis that I was experiencing around the age of 19. So I talked to me and a couple, I talked to a few friends, uh, probably it was probably like five of us into trying to be a stripper. Uh, and I remember that I put this persona on, I was like, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make a lot of money. Um, and at this point, Again, I had a, my heart bent towards Jesus. Um, so I remember having this conversation with him, like, Lord, I'm going to try this and I'll be back, you know? And I remember yeah. having to close off a part of my heart so that I wasn't, a, so that I wasn't convicted, right? Yeah. And tried it. And I thought that I was going to be the best, right? I thought I was about to be Detroit's finest, um, <laughs> Detroit's finest stripper, uh, and no, the Lord chased me out of the strip club immediately. Uh, and so that was that was short lived. And, and then that moment, it was a breaking moment for me. It was a, a breaking moment in my identity. It was a breaking moment in my decision to actually follow Jesus because I had my idea. I was like, Lord, I was running from the Lord or I was I was being rebellious. I was deciding the life that I was going to live like this is what I want to do. I want to make a lot of money. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. And Kelly, you know what? People would literally stop me. It would be guys in the strip club. Mind you, it was like a short, very short lived. It was probably like a couple weeks <laughs> at most. And guys would stop me and say, what are you doing here? Like, you're not supposed to be here. Wow. Over 
over and over and over again. Mind you, of course, this is not what a young stripper wants to hear, right? Like you're in a place. I remember someone, another stripper told me that I looked angelic. It was just these things, right? So I had to actually leave, right? I was, it was kind of like the, I felt like the Lord literally chased me out of the strip club. So I remember just being very broken, broken on my bed, crying because I was embarrassed that it, that it didn't work out. I was embarrassed that I actually tried it, right? That I was like, oh, I did this. I tried it. And it was so much shame and guilt. And I was just angry that the Lord just didn't let me be great. Mm -hmm. Um, And at that moment where I felt like I had nothing, I had no one, I didn't know who I was. I was, didn't know where I was going in life. That is the moment where I encountered the Lord like never before. And I, I, it was almost like I felt a tangible embrace and I felt the Lord literally tell me that he allowed me to experience rock bottom so that I can recognize that it's him, that is only him, that is always him, um, who would never leave, who would never forsake me. I um, mean, he just, the Holy Spirit just ministered to me in that moment. And at that moment, I said, I'm going to follow you forever. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, I'll never look back. And I have never looked back since then. And, and, and at, shortly after that, I went to, he sent me off to college. I was the first person to go to college and graduate college in my family, both my adoptive family and my biological family. Howard University sent me there and brought me through. Uh, and so my life, I say, God, I say he saved me multiple times, right? Like we have the salvation on the cross where, where Jesus came and died for our sin. And then I have the salvation where he literally saved me from the streets, saved me from myself. Um, and so the rest is history. Is <laughs> I, say, I, say I owe him my life. I owe yes. him my life. It, it really is amazing from what you said when you hit rock bottom. Sometimes it's God doesn't, people say they blame God. They say, mm-hmm. why did he do this to me? Instead of looking at it like, wow, he brought me out of this in thinking the way you think instead of putting the blame. I think a lot of people want to first blame God, right? Exactly. You know, but I want to talk about the identity crisis for a minute, because Mm -hmm. I think I work with a lot of women and even women over 40, not even Mm -hmm. 19, because, you know, 19 is hard as a little girl. (laughs) Yes. I have a daughter. She's 22. And Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you know, when I was 22, I mean, I know how hard it is, but I think exactly. even, even older women struggle with identity. And Absolutely. so f- for the woman that's listening right now saying, Hmm, what are they talking about? I don't even know who I am. What, yeah. what do you suggest? And what advice can you give to her? Because I do hear that a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really know who I am. I don't know how to find God. I don't know what to do. He's not chasing me down. Mm-hmm. You know? So what can we say to those women right now? I think that's a really, that's a really great question. And um, I would say one, it is, I use this analogy all the time where if I, I'm showing this iPhone, right? Um, and I can, dis- if I didn't have an understanding at all of how to use this iPhone or what it was, I can decide to use it as a beeper, as a pager, a walkie talkie, I could decide that it's going to be, I could even decide, you know what, this is, this is a great camera. I'm going to use it as a camera, or, um, I'm just going to use it for fashion purposes. However, Apple 
have a have the a full understanding of the of the capabilities of this iPhone. Mm. It it knows exactly what it was what it was intended the intended use of the iPhone, right? Um, it knows even the things that we we're still learning and figuring out, like how to use this phone or what or what type of functions it has, and and um and all of that. And so, in order for me to get the full understanding of the purpose and the intentions for this device, I have to go to Apple. I have to search it out with Apple. And I say it all the time that we can't, there's, you have to go to the creator of the thing in order to understand Mm -hmm. what the intended use is. Mm -hmm. I am still till this day, and I know that you can attest to still going, still sitting before the Lord, finding out who are we continuously. Mm -hmm. We're continuously evolving. We may think that we know who we are in one season, turn around in another season. And it's like, wait a minute, I knew who I was as a single person, but now I'm married. Who am I as a, who am I as a wife? Who am I as a mother? Um, And so that, that relationship Mm-hmm. with the creator is key for knowing who we cannot find who we are outside of that we mm-hmm. can we can um we can misuse who we are our our abilities we can be doing things that we're not necessarily intended to do mm-hmm. um people are doing it all the time all around us we we're looking at people and they may seem successful um and they may be successful but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're operating after at their optimal um capacity or or purpose and so um one just in order to know who you are you must go to the creator we are created beings and so we have to go to our creator which is god um and and some some practical ways in terms of what that could look like for me and i know that it could look different i'm not saying that i am like the end all be all in terms of how to know who you are and how to how to how to hear from god in terms of who we are however um, some things that really blessed me is one worship, right? Um, I love this scripture in Second Corinthians. Um, I believe it's Second Corinthians three seventeen, and I'm going to read this from the Amplified version, um, or even eighteen. It says, uh, starting at 17, it says, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Um, and I just love that scripture. But in 18, it says, and this is the Amplified version, it says, and we all with unveiled face, continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory even more glory which comes from the Lord who is the spirit and you may have heard us say um you know and we with unveiled faces as we you know beholding the Lord we are being transformed into his image um a simplified way to say that and that's looking at God. That's actually taking our attention and putting it on him. We are literally called to be transformed into the image of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. How does that happen? According to this scripture, it happens when we behold him, when we behold his glory, when we behold his essence. Some ways that we can actually behold, behold is to gaze upon, to look upon, to, mm-hmm. to set our attention on, Um and that can happen um, through worship. I love to worship, um, you know, just sitting there. I, I know when I was kind of coming into relationship with God, I would just sit for hours listening to worship music. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would listen and I would listen and I would listen and I would let the words marinate in my, in my spirit. And I would say, and I, I, I heard a worship leader say um, before, 
um, and I, be, I believe, was it Stephanie Grissinger was the, um, it was one of them, um, I believe from Bethel Worship that, that said, um, I don't want to, the song said, I don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room. I want to look right at you. I want to sing right to you. And I would sit there and I would say that over and over again, because I think that sometimes we, we see God as this far off being that's mm -hmm. like in the sky somewhere. But it's like, oh no, if I'm sitting in the privacy of my home or in my in my room, I wanna be able to, to discern where his presence is. I wanna be able to discern what you're saying and what you're doing. Um, and so again, um, I could go on and on, but I'm a big advocate for worship um, and worship. You. Mm -hmm. yes worshiping it says that true the true worshipers are worship in spirit and in truth so worship isn't necessarily a worship song but that posture of worship sets our attention on God it allows our hearts and our souls to um to understand the fullness of who he is um I would meditate I would go to Revelations four revelations one through four and I would I would um where it talks about Jesus and he's sitting on a throne and it talks about the throne and it's Jasper and um and and how the rainbow surrounds the throne and how he has hair like wool and his feet are like bronze and I would I would meditate on on his on who he is it says that his eyes are like fire mm -hmm. um and that is the way that we behold God where we meditate on his attributes where we meditate on who he is um, and so, again, coming into close proximity with the creator allows us to be transformed into his image. And that is a way for us to, again, knowing who we are, understanding who we are will happen when we sit before God, where we come into his presence and when we rest there. And resting there, you cannot, when you come out of the presence of God, you will be transformed. Your life will not be the same. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, again, I could go on and on because I, I, I just love, love, I love this topic. <laughs> Listen, I'm getting, we're getting a Sunday preaching in right now. Woo! Yeah. I'm loving this. I, I, this is like church and I'm, I'm in my place right now. This is my happy yes, place. Amen. I love amen. this. No, I do so much. And I think because I work with women and there's so many women in my community. I have a private Facebook community, Faith, Fuel and Fitness a sisterhood over on Facebook and I lead Bible study. I have a faith night every Monday night. It's been almost 15 months straight that I started this. And wow. so sometimes, you know, it's open for them. They can just show up when they, if I have two on, I'm still there. If I have 25 on, I'm still there. But we talk a lot about identity and finding God in the midst of our storms and in the yeah. midst. And they say, well, I don't know where he is. And so I love the point that I got from what you said is you actually put the time in with him because you're in a relationship. Like I say to these women, well, do you put time in to build your relationship with your spouse or yeah. your best friend? You can't just expect the other person to always be on the same page if you're not putting time in. And I think people, like you said, think God is up in the sky and he's just up there and, you know, he <laughs> wants us to do well, but they're not putting the time in yet. They want to know why he's not showing up for them. Yeah, right? absolutely. So I think, you know, like you said, I love you, 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 you gravitate towards worship. And so I love worship too. It's like, <laughs> you know, I cry, I sob, I feel yeah. the Holy Spirit. I feel the presence when I'm worshiping. 
Maybe for somebody else, it's a quiet meditation. Yeah. And maybe it's just opening the Bible and reading his word. And so we're all different, but putting the time in again is the only way you will find out who you are and whose you are and how much he loves you and wants to prosper you and not see you harmed, you know? So I love it. I love that. Absolutely. And, and it's, and I was just add as well, just sometimes our, our pains become our testimony, our greatest trials, our greatest tribulation, me, um, not having, not feeling but a, a sense of belonging coming up, being adopted, dealing with the rejection, dealing with um, the abandonment. What it did was, when I say that I have a bent towards deliverance, it is because of the different things that I had to face coming up. But my heart is set for community. I'm always gathering community. I'm always putting people together. I'm always seeing the lonely and bringing them into family and creating spaces for people to get to know each other. The very thing that was my, my um, I would say, uh, wilderness, uh, my place of pain and my place of sorrow became the thing that the Lord used to propel me into purpose. And so um, that is just another thing that I believe as we sit before God, that we come into the fullness of that understanding as well. Like mm -hmm. our pain becomes our testimony. Amen. Yes. hundred percent. I mean, if I, if we don't have pains and get to rock bottom, how are you ever going to help someone else anyways? And that's what yeah. we're supposed to do, be disciples. And so our, our testimony becomes our, you know, our pain becomes our testimony in the end. So I love yeah. that. And I want to jump into, you said about building community. Tell me what you're doing at this point, how you do build community, how you work with these millennials and what's going on in that, in that area. Yes, I, I run an organization, Culture New Norm. Uh, we, we paused the actual events. Um, we were having um, in-person events and then we switched to online when COVID happened. Um, but um, that is really, so Culture New Norm has been going on for about seven years now. And we host all type of events for Christian uh, millennial or not, not Christian millennials, but it's faith-based events uh, for millennials. So whether you're a believer in Jesus or whether you're not like everyone or, or welcome at culture events, but really it's creating the things that we love to do, right? The, the karaoke, we love to, to get dressed and go out and be with our friends and, and have fun is really the heart behind it is creating a space where the Lord is welcomed, where, where the intention is for us to um, grow closer together and with the Lord. Um, so creating spaces where he is, where his presence is honored. Um, and so that's really the heart. So Culture New Norm uh, is uh, one of the ways that the Lord has used me to be able to build community um, in the DMV area. Um, and in Detroit, thousands of millennials have come to Culture uh, culture New Norm events. Um, and that was just, you know, just a really fun way to be able to reach people um, with the love of God. Um, and now, um, another thing um, is with this book, you know, now I am doing book clubs and, um, you know, creating these different uh, spaces, planning retreats uh, for, for women to really just come into the full identity of being a daughter of God mm -hmm. um, and, and actually getting unstuck, really walking into who God has called them to be. Um, and so that's really my heart. It's just like, this is this time, especially in this year, 2022, I really believe that the Lord is propelling people and it's, a, it's an acceleration on destiny. 
um, and the Lord is propelling us into destiny. Um, and so it's really my heart to just partner with heaven um, and see people come together uh, in these communities and, and just grow in the knowledge of who they are, who God is and what they're called to do. This is amazing. You are just incredible. I'm so, I feel Thank so you. blessed that we met and this is just amazing. And, and I hope, you know, my people reach out to you in, so yes. where can they find you? Yeah. So, um, Instagram, I am at, uh, Tawana Darche, um, and that's T-A-W-A-N-A-D-A-R-S-H-A-E. Um, that's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. My website is, uh, um, Tawana Darche.com. Um, so Tawana Darche all over. Okay. Um, okay. That's how, yeah, that's how people can connect. With nice me. and easy. Perfect. I hope my people do, they connect with you, but I want to jump over to your book because, yeah. First of all, it's such a beautiful cover. I love it. It's it's mm-hmm. really just, it's a beautiful story, but it's called Daughter. And mm-hmm. I know it is about you and you know your life. And I love how this is a series, right? It's created yes. to belong series. Yes. And so this is book yes. one. And t- how was it? I mean, I can't imagine reliving everything that you've been through and writing it all down. So tell us a little bit about the book. How how did you even get these feelings out? And how was the whole journey of writing the story for you? Yeah, that's a really good question. So um, it was definitely challenging. One, I didn't know that it was going to be a fiction. So the Lord is so intentional and great because it was easier to write a fiction versus if it was a memoir or um uh uh, you know some type of autobiography or something like that so um doing it fiction some of it is a lot of it is fiction some of it is true Mm -hmm. um and so I was able to kind of do it from like a you know outside looking in but it was it was hard it was it took me a while to write this book it took me years um because I had to put it down at point you know there's a part in the book where um and and it's it's a lot of reality in this in this moment where the uh, the main character, her name is Carissa, and her siblings are, um, she's reflecting on this moment where they're taken from their parents. Mm. And her little brother is in the, you know, on her lap, and he's crying in the back of a police car, which this is an actual account. This is what happened in my life. And that was such a hard moment to lift. I think I put, I, th- I put it down for months before I was able to actually pick it back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, one thing that I, I love that the Lord led me to do fiction is because I, I love that's my favorite type of genre to read. I love to read stories. I love like like these experience that experiences that seem real that you can relate to. And so, yeah, I knew I understood from reading fiction that you have that it has to people need to be able to feel it. People need to be able to enter into the story that you create and feel like they're living in a different world, that they're living in this world that you have created. So you have to be able to create real feelings. So what I had to do, I had to actually tap into real emotions. I had to remember. um, I had to. So it was very challenging, a lot of tears many tears, a lot of prayer, a lot of calling on the, the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. come and help. Mm-hmm. Another aspect that I did not expect to write about was the, the from the perspective of my mother, which was a, a, a over, who's an overcoming drug addict. I had no intentions, never wanted to kind of enter into that world, understand it. Um, to me, it is what 
it is it is the thing that caused the family to fall apart right it's like this is what caused this is what led me in the path of like just the pain of abandonment and rejection even though the lord has worked it together for my good yeah. um but i did not i just i think i despised it i did not want it i didn't want to understand how drug addicts think i didn't want to i didn't want to feel what they felt I didn't want to I don't think I wanted to really give empathy like that right I didn't want to empathize so the Lord is uh brilliant (laughs) and that you know leading me um commanding me almost to write this from this perspective I had to ask my biological mother I had to pray and ask her questions that I and I had to ask are you comfortable with answering questions or because she had to also enter into that world again to help me to understand yes yes and so it was very it was very uh heavy at moments Mm. she made me do homework she sent me to do research on other addicts to understand she before she gave me any information she made me go and do my own research so I had to fully understand I had to understand how they think how they how they feel what led them to make certain decisions um when they're when they're searching for drugs what are their habits and what are their body movements and it was very deep. I actually had to enter into the mindset of a drug addict. Um, and it was, it was for sure very challenging, but I came out of it with a sense of em- empathy and compassion that I would have never experienced had I not wrote from that perspective. Wow. And it actually became, it actually became my favorite part of, of writing was entering into this world. And um, Brenda is, is that character that represents my, um, my mom and, and, and just that story. So um, so yeah, so a lot of emotions, a lot of having to pull on actual memories and things that happened, yeah. happened to tap into my mother's emotions and, and her experience in order to write truth um, from that perspective. So um, glory to God, it was definitely the, the Lord led me through the entire journey, gave me what I should be writing about, helped me to tap into feelings and helped me to come out sane and not exactly. like have lost it in the process. <laughs> I mean, you are such an overcomer honestly, right? You really are an overcomer. And I know, you know, keeping a healthy mindset and a positive mindset after you've been through so much is challenging at times. And so I just want to know more advice from you for people listening right now that maybe are in tough times, their thoughts are playing tricks on them. They're in a negative mind space. How, what do you say to those people to break free from these (laughs) negative thinking patterns from what happens in their past how can they see the future to be bright and god-loving yes i think every overcomer i probably i'm i'm speaking i'm going to boldly speak but humbly speak from a perspective of anyone who has overcome anything And, and if you're listening to this podcast if you're listening to this moment if you're here in this moment you have probably had to overcome something you have probably faced something that you didn't think you were going to be able to make it past where you said, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this situation. And you're here today to tell the story because you did overcome it. And so one of the things that I would advise that I would say is you will, if you remain, if you stand, if you continue taking it one day at a time, you will get past it you will overcome, you will get to the other side. We are going in one direction. If we continue to walk, we will always get past the moment that we feel we cannot overcome. Mm. And that is a promise. You will get past it. You will, you will, um, you just have to keep going. Don't give up. 
Um, and so I'm just going to put that out there, like keep going. There are moments after moment after moment that I experienced in, in so many seasons where I felt like this is impossible. I'm never going to feel happy again. I don't know if I'm going to, if, if my faith is going to be restored again. I don't know how this is going to happen. And I'm here today because I, the Lord was faithful. He is faithful. He said that, you know, um, that he'll be with us. You know, it, it, it never said that we won't have trials and we won't have tribulations, but his promise is that he'll be with us in the midst of it. Um, and so Psalms 23, you know, um, I would just say medit like these are, this is, these are battle strategies, right? Like these are things, Psalms 23, it say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil mm -hmm. for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This, this is truth, right? We've seen it time and time again. We've walked through valleys of shadows of death and it says i will fear no evil because you're with me mm -hmm. right i can be in the valley of the shadow of death death is all around me all i see is dry bones but i i do not have to be afraid because you are with me um so i just want to in, infuse you guys with mm -hmm. with the truth mm -hmm. that you will not be conquered you will not be overcome um the 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 pain the trials the tribulations um, you will break free. It will happen at a hundred percent. You will overcome it. Um, and meditating, keeping our minds on past victories, like understanding, calling it to mind the moments that you've overcome things that you didn't think you were going to overcome those moments where the Lord has been faithful to you. And he showed up when you needed the money and the money just happened to pop up in your bank account, when you needed the breakthrough and out of nowhere, you look over at another season and you're like, wow, I didn't recognize that I prayed for this and it's here right now. So remember the past victories. That is another battle strategy. That is a way to overcome. Remember call to mind the ways that you have overcome previous situations. Um, and so, you know, those are, those are just a couple, again, surround yourself with other people, surround yourself with other overcomers, surround yourself with people that are going to speak life into you, get out of, get out of uh, situations you know, I, I'm really careful about cutting people about the, the cut piece, the cutting you off generation mm -hmm. or language. Mm -hmm. I'm not speaking that, but in some seasons, you have to intentionally surround yourself with people um, that that has the power, the light, uh, life and power in their mouth that are speaking things that um, you want to see in your life. So making sure that the community that you're surrounded by are people that have the presence of God on the inside of them that have that have uh, positive things to say, you know, as we add the, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. If people yes. are speaking, if we're speaking negativity, if people are speaking language of of of, of fear and um, and dread and 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 just negative things is you can, you can guarantee that that is their thought life, right? As a man thinks this heart, so is he. Mm -hmm. So you can create the world around you by what you think and what you speak. And so making sure that like you're, you're speaking life and you're surrounded by people that are going to speak life as well. Mm. However, mm -hmm. I would, I would, I would kind of wrap this in a bow by saying you will, if you keep going, you will in fact, indeed get to the other side. 
-hmm. If you are walking, you will get to the other side. If you're driving, you will get to the other side. You just have to keep going one day at a time, one moment at a time. Yes. And wow, this is called bold faith to the extreme. I mean, I'm talking, you have to have bold, (laughs) bold faith, bold prayers. I mean, that's the only way you will get to the other side and have that belief where you're not wavering and really believe that you'll get to the other side because with God, all things are possible. And with man, they're not. So you just wrapped it all up, girlfriend, (laughs) in a great big bubble with a pretty bow on it. I I think we, I don't even know what else to say. (laughs) It was so good in I just pray that people listening right now really just hang on to a few things here. Faith, being bold in your prayers, leaning in in the dark moments, because if you want to be an overcomer, if you want to succeed in life, if you want to be prosperous, if you want these things, if you want to get unstuck right now, if you need more faith, you have to put the work in and you have to take the step and and show up in your faith right now and stop blaming everyone else and God around you for what's going on because you can take control. So I am just, I am filled for the weekend. (laughs) I really am. I just, I really can't thank you for everything that you shared and your knowledge because I feel we really could be on here for another couple hours and all of a sudden it will be five o'clock and my husband's going to say, weren't we supposed to go to dinner tonight? (laughs) That has been so great. Thank you so much. Yes, I am so excited that we met. And I do like to end with a question. And I want to know, what are you climbing towards next? Whether it's in your faith, in your personal life, your, your walk, what are you doing next? Yes. So um, there, there are a couple of things that I'm climbing towards, but really it is to walk in the fullness of who God has called me to be. Um, I'd, I don't want to work for a paycheck, right? This is just transparency. I don't want to have to work for a paycheck. I really want to build the kingdom of God. Um, and so that is what I'm climbing towards. There are some things that the Lord is doing. There are some things that are, um, that are, that I'm, that I'm uh, working, working on right now. So it's really just like, um, I'm climbing towards the blueprint of destiny uh, for me. Um, and that's really just like being someone that just, that builds the kingdom of God and everything that I do. Um, in this, in the unique way that the Lord has called me to. So, yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to watch your journey and be part of it as well. So I just want to thank you so much for being here and spending your time with me. And I'm thanking all my listeners right now. I really pray that you just feel blessed by this conversation we had and reach out to Tawana and, you know, message her any questions if you love this episode screenshot it tag us both on social so we can share this message of faith bold faith to more people so lives can be transformed because listen we're all on this climb together so we want to rise up and empower each other along the way so thank you so much everyone thanks for tuning in thank you Tawana have a blessed weekend And don't forget to keep on climbing. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. 
If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. You can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, head over there to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, and I'll meet you inside. Or you can even head over to my website, kellytian.com, to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb. Thank you again and have a healthy and happy week.